What's up, creeps, and welcome to Eatoncast, episode three. I'm Justin. I am Jeremy. Yes, Jeremy doing his rough and gruff Batman voice over there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first episode uh, through the Epic Film Guys podcast that we're doing the Keaton cast on the main feed. There is a very good reason for that because we just sponsored and hosted a very special early fan screening event, advanced screening of The Flash this last week, and we just felt like we just had to take the opportunity to sit down, talk about spoiler-free reactions. We're not going to go in-depth or anything, but also talk about the screening, the hype for the movie, and all that crazy shit because if you listen to episode one of keaton cast on our patreon uh you've already heard what my reaction was in a similar way uh to seeing it at CinemaCon last month uh, but jeremy just got a chance to see it uh, along with a massive fucking sold out crowd 350 and, seat theater yeah and uh unfortunately we're going to talk about it over 100 people had to be turned away there's hype for this movie uh like i've never seen for any other comic book movie before. I, I, I seriously mean that when I say that. I, people think that I'm just like hyperbole. No, it, it's real. Um, but Jeremy, before we get started and we talk about the screening, kind of like early reactions to the movie itself and what's yeah. the chatter on social media, you know, you had something you said you wanted to, to tell our listeners about. You had a little yeah, well, story of sites. Well, two things. Uh, I think we should tell them uh, about the name situation, right? Um, so you guys remember when uh, when Prince, you know, changed his name to the the symbol, well, it was, and it was, it was like, just, well, he's yeah. the artist formerly known as Prince. You know, yeah, it was just a symbol, and you know, uh, people were walking around with the symbol on the T-shirt. And motherfuckers were like, "What does that mean?" And they didn't really know. It's like, oh, that yeah. it used to, it, you know, Prince. Well, this is him now. This is what they are. So. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, we, we've we've had some discussions, you know, myself, Justin, and and Brady, Be-ra-tat-tat. and uh, and this is something that we've discussed for a long time. We love the name Brain Stew. We think it's it's great. Um, you know, it does represent kind of what we do with the show quite a bit, but uh, it is a little confusing because it's Epic Film Guys, and the show is Brain Stew, and so when you try to explain that to people. They're like, well, wait a minute, what? I can't find your podcast, Brain Stew, and it's like, what well, it's Epic ain't... Film Guys. What? Ugh, what? Do what? Uh, so yeah, so for a long time we're like, you know, should we should we drop the Brain Stew moniker because it's a little confusing for people? Uh, so that is what we have opted to do. We are now the artist formerly known as Brain <laughs> Stew. <laughs> yes. We are simply just. The epic film guys, and uh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that. And I'm happy about that. Um, it takes a little bit of the uh, confusion away. So, uh, R.I.P. Brain Stew. Yeah, you know. I mean, we almost uh, made it for two years under that moniker. And, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you're aware of this. Plenty of you know what it's like to rebrand something. I mean, Epic Film Guys three or four years ago uh, was a certain uh, cast certain number of members that are no longer with us i mean loy sauce he pops his head in whenever he feels like it on patreon and stuff or whatever but um you know our permanent cast members changed and it was our way of kind of rebranding but still keeping the same flavor 
uh, in, in the new direction that we wanted to take it. But at this point, it's like literally, I mean, uh, when I go to big events like CinemaCon and stuff, it's like they don't really care. They're just like epic film guys. And when they say that, that's what they mean. And that's who we are. And this also opens us up to being able to do so much more. Uh, you know, we can review anything we want again. And it, it still will be primarily horror stuff. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the gates are always open for us to be able to do whatever we fucking want. And, and Jeremy bringing that up was a great idea, even though let's let's make this clear. You know, you came up with the name Brain Stew and I fucking love it. And, you know, uh, I did, but, yeah, but, you know, and I dig it, too. But I, I, I feel like it, it wasn't serving the purpose that we had intended for it, which is OK. You know, so I'm epic film guys, Jeremy, and I'm 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 OK with that. Yeah, and, that, and that's that. that's where we're at right now, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, yes, I do have a story though. Uh, yes, yes, so of course, of course. All right, so check this, check this out. Today, I feel like I won the Super Bowl. Oh no! Because oh, because. No. All right, I'm gonna re rewind the clock here to <laughs> when Jeremy was seven or eight years old. And yes, I just talked about myself in the third person. So I saw a movie on TV. And literally, for the last 30 years, I have been trying to figure out what this movie was. And nobody has fucking known. To the point where I was like, dude, does this movie even exist? Was it something that I made up in my mind? So let me break it down for you. This is the only thing I could remember about this movie for the past 30 years. Is there was a good-looking chick that was high school-aged that was pursuing a high school guy. It's like a billion movies right there. Okay, okay. But, but hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. The chick had the ability to like kind of be a monster and she was killing everybody close to this high school kid, but he was like also kind of in love with her. So uh in in my mind, in my my mind as a child, what I could remember was that her hand turns into a drill all of a sudden, and she drills into somebody's chest and that's all while the main character, the high school aged guy watches like appalled. Right. So for 30 fucking years, I'm like every horror movie friend that I have, I'm like, listen, I saw this movie when I was a kid. <laughs> you're walking up so to people at conventions and you're listening. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People. Hey man, you ever, heard? you're just telling the description to the people. I'm like, I'm like, look, <laughs> her hand turns into a drill. She kills a guy. Our main character watches. It's a whole thing. Every single person has been like, I have no fucking idea. So this is how wild, like, these, the next series of events I'm about to tell you was. So I'm, I'm texting with my buddy Devin and my buddy Aaron, and we're talking about 90s horror. And I'm like, you know, there are some, there is some 90s horror that I like, but I'm not the biggest 90s horror guy. And I'm like, well, what movies do you guys like? And so they were like, The Faculty. And I was like, okay, I will give you that one. I love fucking love The Faculty. Love, I love that one. Meanwhile, my buddy Chris Pratter, who lives in Kentucky, fucking he messages me and he's like dude have you ever noticed that this scene in prom night 2 is very reminiscent to the scene in the locker room where the chick is naked in the faculty and i was like dude it's really wild that you just sent me that because i'm literally having another conversation right now about the faculty so that's wild and he was like yeah man i just and he sent me screenshots from prom night 2 and the faculty and i was like yeah dude they look very similar then i was like you know what i randomly thought about that movie that i have okay I haven't thought about this horror movie that I have not been able to figure out every day of my life for the past 30 years. But, dude, several times a year, I'm like, what was that? So I was like, it sparked something in me for some reason, like intuitive almost to be like, hey, man. And I the same description I gave you about the movie I gave to him and he went, 
oh, dude, her hand doesn't turn into a drill and drill into the guy. She's holding a football and she turns the football into like a drill football and she throws it and it drills into the guy's chest. You're talking about prom night three. And which I've never seen. I was about to say, I thought you were talking about hello, Mary Lou prom night two. I'm like, that doesn't happen in that one. So I've never seen prom night three, dude. He sent me screenshots and I literally went, Oh my fucking God. That's it. After 30. And here's what's fucked up. Okay. So I, at one point in my life, I was a humongous, (laughs) uh, physical media collector. Like I, I still have over 2000 DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, so with that, I have not seen everything that I have. Dude, I have the Prom Night 3, like, DVD, probably, for, at least for over a decade. And never you watched never it. watched it. Never. I so, knew it. I so the, knew the movie, <laughs> the movie that I've been trying to figure out for 30 years, I've actually owned for over 10 years. And it's like, now I'm like, I got to watch fucking Prom Night 3. It's, it's funny because every single time I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch the Prom Night movies. I'm like, well... Part one is kind of boring, in my opinion. I'm kind of good on that one. Oh, get the fuck out of here! I, I'm, I'm not the classic. biggest. It's a. Class. I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest fan of the first prom night. Uh, prom night two is a fucking masterpiece. So anytime I've been in the mood to watch a prom night movie, I go with part two. Well, now I'm gonna watch part three because I, dude, thanks to my buddy Chris Pratter, fucking shout out. I love I love Chris anyways, but now I love you even more. So figured this shit out for me. So I'm really, dude. I, I seriously feel like achieved through this i love how we're bringing in a prom night three before we talk Dude. about the flash great yeah. great combination right there yep yep For real. so that's that's my story man I'm, I'm i'm going to sleep tonight knowing that the movie that's been racking my brain for 30 years i now know what it was and i'm very happy about it it's a great feeling this is a, this is a thing ladies and gentlemen that comes up i feel like all the time uh, particularly on film Twitter or horror Twitter, if you will, people being like, uh, there's this movie and they'll put a description of, but I don't remember what it is because you know, when you're young and shit, like you remember elements of things and memories, but you don't remember like characters, names or actors or things. And then they find out and then they try to watch the movie. And usually Jeremy, you know, words to the wise, it ends up not being as cool or radical as it was. Oh, I, I do but... not have high hopes for prom night. I rewatched <laughs> the trailer and I was like, all right, well, this that's going to be uh, that's, that's going to be an thing, experience. Right? That's going to be an experience. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though. Hell yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, I mean, some of you may have actually come to the screening that we were talking about that we hosted this last week at Tyson's Corner AMC IMAX in mclean virginia it's it's i mean it's dc you know dmv area whatever but it it was absolutely fucking bonkers man i mean we gave out passes to this thing and uh, on twitter i believe over a thousand people put in for it people all over the country wanted passes i won't say names not to uh you know make anyone uncomfortable but a few people i know uh came from across the country a friend of mine came from new york to see the movie uh a person i've been involved with on social media in terms of the burton batman universe came from nashville flew here to see the movie dude he was cool as fuck man he sat next to me in the movie and like we talked for you know 10 or 15 minutes before the movie and he was super fucking cool i really like that guy yeah i mean great dude not gonna say his name because didn't get permission or anything but uh seriously one of the 
biggest Burton Batman fans in the entire world. I mean, people were coming out of the woodwork. It was stressful. I'm not going to lie to you. We had 30 passes to give away. And unfortunately, and I'm going to be straight up about this, Warner Brothers overbooked the shit out of the screening. And that's going to be something I'm going to mention here in a few moments. Which is, why did, over, they, which is why over 100 people got turned away. Yeah, and, and they did this at every single screening. Apparently, you know, when I got back from our screening and I got to look at Twitter and Instagram and such, apparently they were doing this everywhere. Now, yes, it is terrible because the passes are first come, first serve. And a lot of people that want to see something like this, uh, this early are unaware of how the advanced screening type of thing works. You and I are very aware because we've been doing this for a long time. Um, but at some screenings, Jeremy, people were showing up and they were in the first 20 people and they still didn't make it in, which Damn. that fucking sucks, man. That's that's, that's a huge well, that's bummer. Fu that's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, and, and especially because it was very interesting to see that there were so many rows of reserved passes for the movie um, when you're trying to get in regular fans and people just to see the movie as well. But, um, you know, not anything that was under our control. We were just asked to, you know, be a part of it and. But man, I, I'm telling you right now, you were there to see it. The line. I've never my entire life seen a line that long for an advanced screening in my entire life. And I've been to countless numbers over the past Dude, it, five it years. It looked like a line for a, a ride in an amusement park. It was massively long. So you showed up and that line was huge. And then you got in the theater early because we were able to get in early because we were hosting the thing. And then right before the movie started, I went out again and the line was still almost as long, like wrapping around the entire top part of the mall. And I was like, this is insanity. I don't think I've seen hype for another movie on this level in maybe ever. Um, I mean, in terms of like going to the theater and paying, you know, for the, the ticket yourself and going to see a movie, I have seen hype that big. It was 1989 and seeing tim burton's batman you know the phantom menace comes to mind and a few others but you know reserve seating is a thing now so most people don't like line up but it was there was like this energy this feeling when you were in the lobby area where you're like oh my god and of course i'm scrambling because i want to make sure every single person you know that we gave a pass to was able to get in and that they were taken care of because hey i don't want anyone to tarnish the efg name especially not ourselves but it was, I mean, bonkers, but understandably so. I know what Warner Brothers is doing. It's very clear to me. They're they're adding hype to the movie because, hey, 100 people couldn't get into this screening. 100 people couldn't get into that screening. It doesn't matter why, but people are talking about it for that reason. And they still want to see it. I'm receiving messages even today, Jeremy, where people are like, are there any more screenings? Are there any more screenings? Do you have passes for anything else? That's how bad people want to see this movie. So you're you're automatically building hype for a movie that comes out in a few weeks, but they can't wait. They want to see it now. Mm -hmm. Dude, it was uh, it was crazy. <laughs> I mean, dude, the nervousness on people's faces, too, on like, am I going to get into this thing? And, you know, also the nervousness of, man, I hope this is great, you know, when this many years has passed since Michael Keaton was in the bat suit, you know, everybody needs for this thing to be great. Not just wants like people, especially people in our age demographic that Michael Keaton was our first Batman, you know, or first strong introduction into the character. 
you know, I've told the story before where um, I always thought Batman 89 was my first movie because it's the first one that I remember. My grandmother took me to see it. Um, I remember being so tired in the theater that I asked my grandma to hold my eyes open for me. Uh, but I was, uh, I, then once the action started hitting my, 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 my dad was there as well, said that he had never seen anything like it because I was on the edge of my seat and I was, you know, five years old, you know, and, uh, but my, my bubble was burst when I, you know, recently, you know, not that long ago, I told my dad, I was like, yeah, you know, Batman 89 was my first movie. He goes, no, Superman four quest for peace. And I was like, there you go. Well, that explains my uh, shitty taste in film. It's because my first movie was a canon movie. A canon fucking movie! That's I love it, dude. Ever. That's the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, Batman has all... Like, I am admittedly not the biggest superhero guy. Even though I grew up on comic books, I love... You know, it was a huge part of my childhood, uh, collecting comic books and reading comic books. But as I've gotten older, you know, tastes change, things change. Um... I'm not somebody that races to the movie theaters to see every comic book movie. Oh, it's um, understandable. I mean, the world is different now than it was in 89 or even 95 yeah. or even 2005. I mean, comic book movies are a dime a dozen and they come out every three months and it's not an event anymore. I mean, but for us, much like what you're saying here, um, I've already told my story, but I'll continue to tell it. Uh, particularly on these Keaton cast episodes, but you know, 89 Batman, Michael Keaton, Batman, it's, it's my shit. It's literally my favorite thing in the world. It was my introduction to cinema, but this is a big deal. Like you said, this is, this is an event. This is the same thing, you know, when star Wars fans were like, Hey, Luke Skywalker is coming back to Scott back to star Wars. You know, this is the same thing as people looking forward to seeing their favorite hero return. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, we have the new indie movie coming out this summer but when kingdom of the crystal skull was coming out people were like oh indiana jones is coming back out oh my god it's been however long you know so seeing our heroes return and yes they are slightly elderly or uh, older in their form it's 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 still so exciting because a lot of us you know and i could cry thinking about it never thought it could ever happen um never if you would have asked me you know a couple years ago if if i thought that Michael Keaton would ever come back. I would have said, absolutely not. Like, you know, he's moved on and he's fine with, with that. And, you know, it's Batman 89 and then Batman returns Mike drop, you know, he, you know, to him, I mean, that's try That's perfection, dude. So I, I get why he would also be hesitant to return because, um, you know, there's been so many times where he's when being interviewed, people are like, you know, you know, you got to play Batman. And he's like, I didn't get to play Batman. I'm I am bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, that's, that's the shit that, that shows like his sense of, of, of ownership over it and, and awareness and awareness and awareness. Oh. I mean, he, he, he clearly knows. And some people in the community have has, they've kind of positioned that as being like him being egotistical or chauvinistic or name, name a bad th definition. But to me, it just means he, he loves what he did in those movies. He appreciates what he did in those movies because he wouldn't be the star he is without them. But also he realizes, and, and this is going into the reason why Warner Brothers and the Muschietti's decided to put him in the movie in the first place. Uh, they know that, I mean, there's a massive percentage of people in the world that still consider him the greatest Batman of all time. And yes, since him, we've had Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson, 
all bringing something different and something I would say special. Yes, I would say that Kilmer and Clooney brought something special to the role because um, I love every version of Batman in some way. But everyone looks back to that nostalgia, but also just thinking about the purest form of the cinematic version. And it really just comes down to Michael Keaton's version. Um, so, you know, when you think back to when this was first announced, I swear to God, and I don't think I've talked about it much yet on these segments, but I literally came in my pants. I'm just being honest <laughs> about it. I did. And and then I, I couldn't believe it. I thought I was dreaming for days. And you're, and you're still wearing those pants right now and they smell right and they now. smell and i wore the same pants to cinema con and i wore the same pants again <laughs> when we saw the movie this week when we when we uh oh jizzy pants justin but you know it, it's just it's this thing where you you know i i knew that he didn't want to do it unless burton wanted to do it and i know when he was doing press for dumbo you know him and tim were asked about it constantly and Tim would kind of just wave it off and laugh about it because he has zero interest in the comic book movie genre. But Michael seemed open to it like, hey, you know, and I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that he's getting older. He's in his 70s and he just wants to have fun and he wants to make a lot. And I mean, a lot of As he money. should, man. I mean, dude, he he is the Michael Jordan of Batman. Let's be honest. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to disagree. Look at the room behind me right now. I mean, look yeah. at my body. It's like it's embedded on me. Um, but so, ladies and gentlemen, we can't review the movie itself. We don't plan to do that. We don't want to spoil anything for you about the actual movie. What we can do is a reaction in, in some way in terms of it, I've already kind of said what my reaction is to the movie And the same movie that was screened at CinemaCon was the same version that they showed at these screenings across the country um, this past Monday. Uh, but Jeremy hasn't really been able to say what he kind of walked away from feeling. And we just felt like it was fair to at least do that. But no spoilers, no plot points, nothing yep. in depth or anything like that. Um, but we just we just had to talk about it. So Jeremy, this was your first time seeing it. What was what was your takeaway? Man, um, I I made a post immediately after that this is in my top five greatest superhero movies ever made. And I want to clarify my top favorite. I said greatest top five ever made, but I should have clarified my greatest top five ever made um, in, in my book. Uh, I walked away so happy. I had such a great time watching this movie, seeing these characters. I will tell you that Ezra Miller is amazing in this movie. Say Absolutely what you will about brilliant. the guy. We've already gotten messages from people fucking shaming us for supporting the film because of his legal entanglements and things like that. And it's like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. You're just somebody on the internet who wants to be angry at shit. Like we got, we got a message from somebody saying some, I'm not even going to repeat it because it's not even worth repeating because this guy's a fucking idiot, but it's like this guy's upset because we put on a on a fan event and we hosted the the fan event. Uh, so, you know, there there's going to be people that because of Ezra's legal entanglements that are going to have their opinions on that. And hey, you know what? You're entitled to your opinion on that. Uh, Very much so. You know, but don't don't come to me because you disagree with 
the fact that I'm excited about a movie or you don't disagree or you don't agree with with us being excited about this movie. Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, movie. It's I mean, a movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, respectfully so. Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> Ezra Miller is a powerhouse in this movie. Uh, their performance made me laugh my ass off a lot. Their comedic timing is just so flawless, but also their emotional performance in this. I laughed, I cried, I cheered, I was on the edge of my seat. Uh, Man, I cheered some more. There's a lot of cheering that happens in this movie. This this is an event film. This is special. This is not just a superhero movie where, you know, you've got your superhero movie formula, right? You know, there's your introduction. Bad guy comes. Bad guy starts winning. Formulate a plan. End of the movie is beat him up, beat up the bad guy. Happy ending. There you go. This is not that. This has its own formula. It is a breath of fresh air. It is so entirely its own thing. And that's why Justin is really stressing about no spoilers because this thing is wildly original and should be viewed the way that I saw it because I knew nothing about this movie because it's not out yet. And I got to see it with fresh eyes, fresh ears not having any expectations, not knowing anything. Nothing had been spoiled for me. And that's how everybody should see this movie. So I seriously, guys, I implore you to stay the fuck away from social media posts talking about The Flash. Uh, stay away from, from websites, clickbait things, you know, because this thing is special and, and you should see it without anything being spoiled for you. Um, this had a huge emotional one-two punch. Uh, I will say that, um, you know, talking about superhero movies, you know, when you when you look at Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, that had some emotional caliber that went along with it. But I feel like this one, even more, had so much heart and soul in it. And it it was a superhero movie unlike anything I've ever seen. Uh, and again, we're not doing spoilers in this, but I will tell you that the intro to this movie is so much goddamn fun, dude. It's, it's bonkers. I mean, it's, it's insane. I mean, we can't say anything else other than the intro to this movie is insane and was a perfect introduction into a solo flash movie, even though it's not really a solo flash movie. But yeah, I mean, in the in well, title only, the Flash. everyone's seen the trailers. I mean, if you haven't, I mean, you're already you've already ruined everything for yourself. But I mean, there, you clearly see there's more than one version of the Flash in the movie. Um, but so it's not a solo Flash movie. It's it's it, in, in its own way, and this is not a spoiler. It's a team up movie. Um, but even though yes. it's simply called the Flash, yes. It could have been called The Flash and Friends. I don't know how well that would have yeah. gone over with the studio, but um, The Flash and Super Friends underneath. Yeah. But that's that's a really weird thing because I don't know if I touched on this in my initial reaction, but um, you know, the movie on a second viewing to me, it, what it felt like in terms of tone was almost like 
you know, Justice League Unlimited, like the cartoon, like the animated series. Like it felt like that it was just so fucking fun. And when you see these characters interacting with one another, it was just so exciting. And, you know, you would think like putting, you know, Tim Burton Batman in mixed with a modern comic book movie wouldn't work. I mean, I had my reservations. I know a lot of fans do. I run a Michael Keaton Batman group on Facebook. It's called Michael Keaton is Batman. And I see it and hear it every day. People are just so worried. Um, but a handful of people that are the biggest Burton Batman people out there, uh, I'm not going to name names. Some of them will probably be showing up on a Keaton cast episode here shortly in the next few weeks leading up to the flash. But they walked away, you know, we were messaging and they were like, no, it was perfect. It works. They you, nailed you it. You said it, you said it best is this movie. Again, I grew up reading comics, specifically DC comics, specifically Batman comics. This movie legitimately felt like I was watching a comic book. Like you Very didn't much. question, you know, like, in a lot of other superhero movies, like you kind of question logic and question things. Um, some things can be more realistic, some things not. This movie just simply was. And you That's a great way to put it. it. Yeah. You accept it. It just everything flowed like a comic book. It literally felt like I was watching a motion comic book with real life actors. It was fantastic, man. Um I I man. I don't know that another superhero movie is going to hit this this close for me, dude. Well, then, you know, you know, I have done a lot of introductions to a lot of movies. I do them at Alamo Draft House once a month um, for our Terror Tuesday program. Hosting and introducing The Flash was, you know, I just have to say this on the air because, you know, I was standing there before I went out with the mic in my hand and, you know, to get a little personal, you know, Batman 89 was my introduction into cinema and it's still the most important thing, um, you know, deep in my soul. And I was standing there, you saw my face, you saw how stressed I was. It was just, oh, dude, yeah. there was this feeling. I was like, if there was any movie ever for me to do this for, where it would be the most important thing for me to do, it would be the return of michael keaton's batman because yeah, that's what guys let, let me let me tell you that i know that justin has been in metal bands and shit like that and i know he <laughs> i know he was a front man you know before and, and and make no mistakes being friends with justin and doing a show with justin justin is a rock star in real life but i gotta tell you that when justin introed this movie on the microphone on stage in front of a sold out 350 seat theater I saw an electric version of Justin that was fucking on fire. He was a bamf, a badass motherfucker. The moment he grabbed the microphone, he instantly captured everyone's attention. I filmed it. You know, maybe at some point Justin will put it up because, dude, I saw, I saw the rock star Justin that I, I hang out with and that we do the show with, and it was fucking awesome, and everybody was hanging on the edge of every single one of his words and cheering and clapping and like, dude, you fucking owned that. And I just gotta, I gotta put that out there in the universe for people to know fucking rock star. I appreciate that. Seriously. I do. The funniest, 
the funniest thing that happened before that because i was wearing a sport jacket to be all fancy and our good friend dave ferguson i felt so terrible for him because he was literally in the front row and he was because he's he's taller than me and he's crouched down all the way and i literally just took off my jacket like they do in a movie and i just threw it in the air onto his lap because <laughs> i was like <laughs> fuck this i'm not doing this with this jacket i'm gonna do this with my brand new flash i'm batman michael keaton shirt um and it was just hilarious because his the look on his face i felt so terrible <laughs> for him afterward because he had to watch the movie in the front row but at least he saw it he got in but no thank you for the kind words seriously i mean yeah man it was awesome dude the seriously. energy that went through me it was almost like a lightning bolt itself went through my chest and um because... i was like half expecting a breakdown to hit and <laughs> you like put your foot up on a speaker or something dude I, it, it, it was that um but to be real though seriously and i do these events a lot you know um I just haven't felt that much energy. Like you could tell everyone that was there was so excited to be there. Yeah, they knew they got in. Uh, some people got free popcorn and soda and shit. Like just everyone was excited to be there for this movie, not just because it was a movie, but because it was this movie. And that's the level of hype this thing has. I mean, if you look anywhere on social media, particularly Twitter, which is where I hang out most of the time on the Epic Film Guys uh, social handle, uh, it's absolutely insane it's i mean dude people are coming out of the woodwork after me and i know this happens on everything but anytime anyone posts their opinion i just said how i felt about it much like you did um but i got death threats i mean i had people you're you're being paid by the studio you're such a clown um do you have a gun put to your head right now are you really ready to ruin your reputation those were some of the straight up comments like verbatim that i received after i just made my opinion on the movie um and Fuck it, him. It, Fuck literally him. no one paid me anything if anything we paid um because we brought swag to the screening um we drove there to be there we did everything for free just because we wanted to uh, me going to CinemaCon, even though Warner Brothers invited me, you know, I still had to pay for stuff. So it's not like I'm being a paid to be, you know, a, a fucking puppet or anything. You're not. You're not being a paid influencer on this. Exactly. And it, the fact of the matter is, even before the screening, I was talking to a few people in line, and they were like, "Seriously, like, is this worth being in line for?" And I said, "Yes, I truly believe it is." If I did not believe that, I, I have integrity. We're film critics. We review movies. So I mean, yeah. I would never lie to someone for. I mean. Where am I going to get points from, Jeremy? I mean, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's not like Warner Brothers is down underneath the table underneath me right now or anything. It's like just they just know that we've supported the movie, that we're excited about the movie, and they wanted us involved. And I can't thank them enough for that. It was an amazing night. Um, and standing around after the movie, I swear to God, I didn't hear a single fucking person that walked out that was upset or unhappy. Like, it was just you felt this release where everyone was just so excited and happy and like i don't i don't know man like i can't remember the last time i've been to a screening where you felt that same feeling you know what i mean yeah it it, it definitely was electric and every single person that was there was honored to be there because seeing the movie that early was special and this I, i'm gonna say it again this movie is special this is not like anything that you've seen um and i i really believe that um i will say it's not without some flaws um very much so very about, much so you yeah. and i have talked about that obviously we're not going to get into what those are for me and, and those are it's my opinion 
Uh, it's what I personally think. I'm not, uh, you know, it's just how I feel about, you know, a couple tiny little things in it. And, you know, we, we also did not see the final version of this. That's film. correct. That's correct. And that's why um, part of my introduction and part of what I was told in terms of being involved was we have to make sure we enforce the fact that, yes, you can tweet, post, comment about the movie. Um, just you can't review it or reveal spoilers because the version we saw was unfinished. And that's the same thing they said as CinemaCon. It's the same cut. Um, very interesting choice. Wouldn't you say that they're showing a movie that's quote unquote unfinished weeks before weeks before? Um, that means there's a lot of secrets. That means there's some stuff they don't want people to see. That means there's some stuff they don't want people letting out because we already know that today, unfortunately, <laughs> um, the director, Andy, uh, revealed something to a journalist. I believe it was Variety and Variety posted it and they ruined a massive fucking part of the movie. That's just uh, apparently this last I mean, this year, um, you know, the new Fast and Furious movie, a journalist spoiled the return of. Well, I'm not going to say because most people haven't seen the movie yet, even though it came out last week or whatever, uh, a returning character before the movie came out, like a week before the movie came out. There's just fucking bullshit. Like, let people Asshole. watch the movie for themselves. Asshole. Yes. But number number two would be like, you know, hello, Mr. Director, like this is your baby, you know, unless the studio is like making you tell people about this, which would make no sense um considering the amount of screenings they're doing for this that's the other thing they're 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 literally pumping out early fan screenings of the flash uh for people to so, see sometimes filmmakers get get word vomit you know word diarrhea when they're excited about their thing and it might have been a thing that he didn't necessarily plan on revealing but it just came out um he should have probably stated afterwards like hey maybe don't run that part please like professional courtesy don't run that part I shouldn't have said that, but because I mean, I mean if, if anyone's read it, which I hope you don't, but if you have, I just have to say that moment in the theater was a massive moment for our crowd. Yeah. So it's, 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 you just don't read it. Don't look up on it. If you're worried about being spoiled, my, you know, recommendation would be, uh, stay off Twitter. 100% Facebook should be fine. Um, but still, you know, cross your t's and dot your i's uh just don't go anywhere where you think it could potentially spoil you on this movie like you really want these moments to be special you want them to hit as fucking hard as they were intended to hit just you know don't read anything it just sucks because when variety a massive outlet is like director reveals major fill in the blank character name spoiler it's like dude everyone's gonna read it it just ruins the movie for everybody. It was a home run for for the news publication because they're like, "Oh, cool, we're gonna get a bajillion hits on this." Either That's way, the because world we live in. The problem is, Jeremy, as you know, people can't help themselves. They'll, they're gonna nope. they're gonna wait. What? They're gonna look no matter what, and it just ruins it. But at the same time, it's not gonna hurt the movie, and I think that's what they know. People are gonna go see this movie a lot, a lot, multiple times. The one thing I can say about this movie, and James Gunn himself said it on Twitter earlier when he was asked about it, and I was asked about it the same. Um, you don't really need to watch that much any. before this, or or no, any. Nothing, nothing. You don't have to watch the Snyder movies. 
you have to be aware of who the characters are in, in a weird way but you know mm-hmm. michael keaton is batman and ben affleck's batman and the flash is the flash but um you don't need to go back and watch all the other movies it's so no. easily digestible and accessible and it's honestly at the same time too it's a family-friendly blockbuster for all ages where everyone's going to be able to enjoy it so you can take your kids you don't have to worry about you know any super uber violence in the movie like i mean there's some crazy shit that happens in it and stuff but it's on a level that everyone can enjoy you know so it's for everyone and i think that's the best thing about it there's it doesn't go too hard it's not too easy it's right there in the middle it's kind of just like what comic book movies used to be and i know that's a weird way to to phrase it but it just felt that way to me i i also want to put out that in this movie, I don't believe a weak performance exists. Oh, 100%, dude. I think every single actor that's in this film was fantastic. There's not one character that I feel like, oh, like they could have probably cast somebody else, like, or this person wasn't very strong in this role. Everyone is, is great. Is great. And I, I also like how self aware a lot of this movie is. You know, because uh, this is not a spoiler as it's in the trailer. You know, there's a little bit of time travel, if you will, that's in this film. Um, and I like some some things and conversations that are brought up about it. And that's all that I'll say on it. Like, dude, <laughs> oh, holy man. shit. Holy god shit. Um, that's every is all... but yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's fucking fantastic. But every single actor, even small, you know, roles in the film everybody brings it man and it's 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 great and it's really something to see and like i just said a moment ago i don't think this is the movie that you're going to go see one time in the theaters i think this is a movie that people are going to want to see a couple times in the theaters because uh, i'm going to say it again i've said it several times already because it's special um it's gonna it's and, a massive crowd pleaser yeah and you're going to want to see it again and that was the biggest remark that i heard when people left the theater was that can't wait to see it again it was a blast you know and i think we need more of those movies that are just self-contained that are a one-off or maybe not we don't know we have no idea we know james gunn is running 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 the door over at warner brothers and dc in terms of those movies so we have no idea they may be just waiting to see you know what the receipts are but Here's my thing. It's called show business. We talk about that a lot, right? It, mm-hmm, yeah. They're in the business to make money, right? Uh, they have had some misses this year. They had Shazam that did not perform well. Oh, and then last year, Black Adam bombed. Yeah, so they've, they've had a couple movies that were like that they anticipated were going to be huge that were not. This one is guaranteed. It's going to make so much money. And I'm sorry, but, you know, people are saying like, oh, you know, because James Gunn is in charge now, like he's shutting down shop on these these other plans that they had for for actors and these characters moving forward. But I'm sorry when your movie is going to make the amount of money that the Flash is guaranteed to make because of the return of Michael Keaton. When they see those numbers. I don't care how much they trust James Gunn. They're going to go, holy fucking shit. We made so much money. 
get what I want to do. I want to make more of that. So for me personally, I don't see, you know, we're talking about a film where there's multiple universes. I don't see a universe where <laughs> they don't, where they, where they don't go. You know what? I think we're done with Michael Keaton as Batman. This movie is going to make money. They know the test screenings, the results, the reviews are all going to be talking about, you know, how fantastic Ezra is, of course, but mainly it's going to be talking about the return of Michael Keaton. Why are you going to see this movie? What are you excited about? I'd say 85% of people that are going to see this movie, it's because of Michael Keaton. Well, I will say this. I walked through and looked at the crowd a number of times, and I've never seen, minus the, you know, me going to meet Michael Keaton in San Antonio for a convention. I've never seen so many fans wearing vintage Batman Returns or Batman 89 Keaton Batman shirts. I mean, that's the majority of what I saw. And I saw some people, even our friend Anthony Carter, wearing a brand new Flash Batman Keaton shirt. I mean, people were there. I mean, I saw more Keaton Batman shirts than I saw the Flash. And that's not to put, you know, put anything down on the Flash at all. The studio knows what it's doing. Let's just make that very, very, very fucking clear. Uh, they knew what they needed to do and what they wanted to do with this movie in order to make this movie successful. And what they did was perfect, and it worked. Um, I'm very excited to see the final cut. I want to see the actual cut that you know people are going to see in the theaters because, as we've made clear a number of times in this episode, um, you know what they're showing is a different cut. It's unfinished, as they've said. Um, you know, people have gone out on social media complaining about the CGI. Um, we don't know if that was finished or if it was 85% finished with, or anything. I didn't have a problem with any, any of the CGI. I didn't have a problem with any of it. Um, I thought all of it worked and was great. So, and we know, saw it in a, in a 4k laser projected IMAX, yeah. which is the way they wanted us to see it with that amazing sound. And so, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But make no mistake, the movie's going to be huge. It sounds like it's a winner. I'm pretty positive. I think it's at this point, it's a winner. Um, but I think that's pretty much all we want to say. Yeah, um, for sure. We're, we're really excited to actually see the final cut. Um, we are going to be seeing a press screening of the movie in terms of the final cut. I was told it will probably happen very shortly after the official imax fan event that's happening on june 12th which ladies and gentlemen if you're trying to get tickets to that i was just showed an image earlier that all of them are selling out all across the country that's how fucking big this movie is and when you hear the anticipation in my voice the excitement uh the emphasis you're probably still going to be hearkening back to those people on twitter like you're a clown you're paid listen you have no idea what it feels like to wait your entire life and myself i'm almost I'm, I'm turning 40 this year and to think that for years i just thought in the back of my head how cool would it be i mean seriously keaton putting on the cape and cowl and then people are like batman beyond he could be in that and i'm like what put him put him in the bat cave doing nothing put him in, put him in a chair like fuck yeah fuck that walking around with a cane dude we get him full Alleged Batman. I'll say this now. This is not a spoiler. The best Batman action sequence since the warehouse scene in Batman v Superman. Yeah, it's that fucking good. 
Okay? Mm-hmm. I'll say that much. Remember those words because when you see the movie, you're going to say, Justin and Jeremy from Epic Film Guys, they were fucking right. Yep. They were right. And we're going to leave you on that note, ladies and gentlemen. If you're interested in checking out Keaton Cast, which is primarily a Patreon only series, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash epic film guys. We have so much in store over there in terms of Keaton related content. But of course, We've got lots of horror on the way here. We've got the boogeyman and lots of shit that we can't wait to give you in the coming weeks on our regular channel. And if you want to check us out on social media at Epic Film Guys, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're literally everywhere. And I just wanted to personally thank every single person that came to the screening and everyone that took all of our stickers. Apparently, we're popular, Jeremy, because all of our stickers and our enamel pins and all that shit within the first I think like five minutes of people leaving the theater, they took all of our swag. So we so popular. We so cool. We so at least I like to think so. But seriously, thank you so much. And thank you so much for listening. So until next time, I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. And we're the Epic Film Guys. And thanks for listening. EFG.